from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about how often that food coma, think after Thanksgiving dinner, plays out in your marriage. And in thinking about that, I want you to reflect on this quote from Henry Ward Beecher, who was an American clergyman in the 19th century. He said, love cannot endure indifference. It needs to be wanted. Like a lamp, it needs to be fed out of the oil of another's heart or its flame burns low. We're really going to be digging into this today, but we start every show with a hug. And this week's hug is brought to you by the Refresh 2015 Marriage Retreat. Join us February 20th to the 22nd, 2015 at the Courtyard by Marriott in San Diego for a marriage retreat that will enrich and strengthen your marriage and relationship with God. The Refresh Your Marriage Retreat offers you a yearly tune-up for your marriage. Whether you require a major overhaul, minor adjustments, or simply a healthy tune-up, you will find something for every stage of your relationship. Refresh 2015 offers you and your spouse an engaging, relaxing experience that combines educational sessions with guided couple activities designed to ignite, impact, and invade your marriage. And best of all, Tony and I are going to be two of the four presenters Mm -hmm. for that weekend. So we are hoping that those of you that have been looking for a marriage retreat and have been looking for a marriage retreat with One Extraordinary Marriage We'll make the time this upcoming February to be a part of it. You can find out more about it at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash refresh. We're looking forward to seeing many of you there joining us in February. And this week, we actually have a voicemail that we're going to play for our hug. You know that we love sharing the hugs, be it voicemail, email, post it on Facebook, iTunes reviews, however you want to hug us, we will share it with the one community. And so, Tony, if you can play this voicemail. I just wanted to call and really uh, encourage you guys. I have just discovered your podcast uh, just a few days ago. And right off the bat, it has really been a huge encouragement to me um, I have the privilege to be able to listen to uh, podcasts at work, and I've got to tell you, I've probably listened to nothing but your podcast all day for the past few days at work. I just uh, I can't get enough of it. It's so encouraging. Um, you know, in the beginning, I you know kind of picked out topics that looked interesting to me. Uh, I did end up listening to episode one. And, episode 140, which was a huge one for me, just explaining the whole intimacy lifestyle, and -hmm. and that's just such a revolutionary idea. But uh, since then, uh, today actually, I decided to start listening from the beginning uh, and just go through them, and uh, what an encouragement it's been so far. Um, You guys are really easy to listen to. the wisdom that you have is just so powerful and the honesty that you guys have, the willingness to 
uh, open up about your lives in order to benefit others is just awesome. It's one of those things where um, you know, I love what he's saying as far as, you know, picking and choosing the episodes that spoke to him first. And a lot of you ask sure. us, you know, how do we, how do I engage, you know, either myself or, you know, if I want to get my spouse listening to your show, what do I do? And I love that he's like, well, I picked out a couple that were really interesting to me, you know, just topically. And then I decided that I wanted to go back and listen. And, you know, a big shout out to him for uh, making us a part of his workday. We know that many of you, when you first find the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, do exactly what he what he said he's doing. You know, you stick it on your your Stitcher app or you pull it up on iTunes and you listen to as many as you can get through in a day. And um, we just want to thank you mm-hmm. for making us a part of your lives and for sharing how it's impacting not just you, but your marriage. So thank you for that hug. And let's jump into this idea of a food coma. Now, we're recording this particular show the week after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I know based on my Facebook feed and based on all of the quotes that were going around prior to Facebook or prior to Thanksgiving, that a lot of people were preparing for the food coma before the holiday even started. Right. You know, that sort of eating yourself into oblivion. And I think we've, whether it's been at Thanksgiving or some other time in our life, everybody's gotten to that point where they just eat too much and are kind of worthless afterwards where all you need want to do is like curl up on the couch with a blanket and just kind of sleep it off mm-hmm. right that food stupor been there been there but uh, you know we're both raising our hands and and yet as Tony and I were talking about it this weekend we got really to thinking about the idea that that this idea of a food coma it, it sometimes happens in our marriages too like we get to a point where we just kind of check out and interestingly enough Tony and I were looking at some old pictures uh, this past weekend, and there was a picture of us taken after we'd purchased our first home, you know, typically a joyous occasion, you know, like so excited. And this picture, oh my gosh, it, it spoke volumes. It's so telling. Like when Elisa pulled this thing out, she goes, Hey, Tony, ch- come check out this picture of us. This picture is so telling of a couple that is miles apart. And Many of you will listen and go, oh my gosh, I can't listen to you guys because of where you are now. Like you hear us now about how we talk openly and honestly to each other, to you guys about our marriage, our sex lives, whatever it may be. And yet when you see this picture, you are looking at a couple that should be happy as all could be, you know purchase our first place together it it wasn't even just like the day that we closed on it was our housewarming party yeah i know and we're just standing there and i know that the person on the other side of the camera said smile and we both have this like thin line going across our face it's just we were in a marriage coma Mm -hmm. and i know where we were because that was in two the, the end of 2000 beginning of 2001 because we bought it after you came home off the from the trail and you know, when we start talking about the idea of a marriage coma, it's it's what happens when you've kind of checked out, be it via your communication, be it your sexual intimacy, be it just spending time with one another. You know, when you're just kind of resting on your laurels and you're like, you know what, we're good. Why do I need to put any more effort into this? It's kind of like, you know, when you got that food coma, you're like, I don't want to do anything else. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm just, I'm checking out. Uh, you know, your resources are depleted. 
for whatever reason, maybe you're stressed at work. Maybe you're stressed because of the kids. Maybe you're stressed because of the health. I don't know what's causing you to go into this marriage coma. But I will tell you what I saw in that picture of Tony and Elisa from 14, almost 15 years, well, 14 years ago, is that was a couple that was most definitely in a marriage coma. Mm-hmm. We bought a house because that was the thing that everybody said that we were supposed to do. But we had no business buying a house. Our marriage, Tony coming off the trail, our marriage was at one of the lowest points it had ever been. We, we weren't connecting. Pornography was still rampant in our marriage. The communication was atrocious. It's actually in that place where I did a lot of some of the the deep dark stuff in pornography. You know, so th- so this is this is what that picture says, and you can, I don't know, we might have to post that picture because we're talking about it so much. Yeah, I'd say get on our Instagram account because that's where I would put it. It would be at uh, Instagram dot com slash one extraordinary marriage. Okay, you can, we'll, fo- we'll you can put follow it up us there. there. And uh, we will put it up the week that this show comes out. So it may not be just right there on Tuesday, but it'll come out somewhere in that week. Because now I got to find where I put it again. I think I buried it, but I, I can get my hands on it. And you can go through it and find us. And you'll you'll be able to tell. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at our pictures now. We'll put it up on a throwback Thursday. There we go. Oh, there. Okay. <laughs> okay. It, it'll be our throwback Thursday. Um, so just look for it. But that that picture spoke volumes to us and we had already planned on doing this show, but I really want to dig into how this marriage coma impacts the two of you Mm -hmm. because you know, yes, when you overeat and you go into a food coma, like, you know, you're doing that. You know, some people, I mean, like I saw all the memes going out before Thanksgiving where people are like, you know, I love being able to wear my stretchy pants at Thanksgiving. Like people know they're going to overeat. They make a conscious decision that they're going to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. The marriage coma, though, it's a little more subtle. You you know, people don't knowingly say, well, you know, today I'm checking out of my marriage. Right? It's all those little things. It's the conversations that because, you know, he said this or she said that, the walls start going up. So you stop talking to each other. Mm -hmm. Right? And then you stop spending time together because who wants to go on a date or hang out with somebody that they're not really talking to? Right? You're not going to do that. I mean, come on. You don't spend time with the people you don't like. Mm-hmm. And if you don't talk to someone, how do you develop liking for them? I mean, those two things go hand in hand. And then what happens, because the coma just continues to get worse and get aggravated and stuff like that in your marriage, is you stop having sex. Now, one of you may end up on the couch. You know, we've done a show on that, talking about sleeping in separate beds. You know, you may have a child and it's easier and I remember this as well as um, in our marriage when Alex was younger, mm-hmm. that either one of us, if we read to him, we would fall asleep in his bed and we would stay there. Not all night long, but, you know, we'd wake up and, oh, yeah, I, I got to get back to the bedroom, you know. But by that time, either one of us is long past asleep, completely oblivious to the other person even coming in or out, mm-hmm. you know. So, Sex wasn't happening that often. No, there was definitely a coma on sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because there were so many other factors contributing to this marriage coma for us. You know, when people go into a food coma, they know it's because they ate too much. When people go into a marriage coma, a lot of times may, they may not even be aware of what's causing it. Right. And so it's not, 
it's not just enough to say, oh, you know what? Things, things don't feel right. Like it feels like we're a little bit off. But, and I, I've heard this from so many people that I coach with, and it's the phrase that like makes me cringe. So I'm gonna let you guys know what that is. When a couple, one spouse or the other says, well, I just didn't want to rock the boat. Okay, people rock the boat. Okay, you not bringing up the fact that there's something going on in your marriage or it just feels a little bit off or, you know, whatever it is, isn't doing either one of you any favors. Yeah, not rocking the boat is basically just going, you're living in this marriage coma. You know what we're calling this show in that there's nothing there. It's that indifference that I talked about in that quote from Harry Ward, Henry Ward Beecher at the opening of the show. You guys can't survive on indifference. And a marriage coma is marriage indifference. That's what it is. It's not being actively engaged in the relationship that the two of you have. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to call it what it is. And so, you know, if you're going to get out of this, it's going to take some work. Right. When you overeat and go into a food coma, you can usually just lay there for a few hours. You know, if it's Thanksgiving, you're probably, you know, between napping and watching, you know, the afternoon football games, you'll get yourself out of it. Right. Right. And that's just kind of a biological thing to get yourself out of a marriage coma. You got to play by a new set of rules. Right. And for some of you may be going, holy cow, that is me. That is us. That is where we are in our life. And Elisa brought up something just briefly there is that she coaches with many couples, men, women, sometimes separately just to help them along, to get them started. They bring in, then they bring in their spouse. So that way the two of you can start working on this stuff together. If you're interested, check out her newest video at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. And you'll learn all about what these strategic marriage sessions are about because here's the thing you don't get into a marriage coma overnight no right food coma direct result of overeating plain and simple cause and effect marriage coma marriage coma is the result of a lot of actions that build up and create this widening gap between the two of you and so getting out of a marriage coma there are good four steps that you need to you need to acknowledge and you need to get involved with, okay? So the first one is you have to be aware that this is where you guys are, right? Like if, if, you, if it feels off, if things don't feel right, I'm gonna tell you right now, you can assume that one or both of you is in this marriage coma, okay? I mean, it doesn't take a lot of explanation, but the reality is, is that, you know, not rocking the boat is not acknowledging that there's a problem. You know, calling it what it is, whether you want to call it an issue, a challenge, marriage coma, I don't care what you call it, but identify the fact that the two of you have got something going on, right? Like, let's just go there first. First, first step, awareness that you're in a marriage coma. Second thing, you got to be intentional about going, getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Because here's what I hear from a lot of people. And I know, you know, Tony and I have gotten emails on this for the last, gosh, almost five years now. Well, I've been wishing that things would just get better. Okay, fabulous. You can wish till you're 102. Wishing will change nothing in your life. 
In fact, it'll probably make it worse because you'll get so fed up with the fact that your wishes aren't coming true that it'll just make the situation compounded. Compounded. Okay. The second thing that we hear is, well, I've been, I've been praying, right? I've been praying for things to get better. Now, Tony and I pray and we pray a lot. And I absolutely am here to tell you that I believe in the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Here's the second thing I believe that ties into prayer. I believe that God gave us everything from our head to our toes, hands and everything in between so that we could get involved in making our own prayers come true. I don't sit around and wait for God to make all of my dreams and wishes and prayers come true. I got to be involved in the process. And so do you. So absolutely be praying your way into a healthy relationship, but you got to get involved in that too. And that's about being intentional. That's about saying, you know what? I own part of this problem. Whatever my role in this is, because guess what? Every problem in a marriage is a result of the actions of two people. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what you tell me your challenge is. You both have a role in that, whether it's 50, 50, 10, 90, 30, 70. I'm not going to go any further because then I'm going to forget all my math. And that's not why we're here. One extraordinary marriage is not the one extraordinary math show. But you got to get intentional. Guys, you've got to say, you know what? No more wishing. Time to start doing. Mm-hmm. Doing, which leads me to step three. You've got to take and have specific action steps to make change happen. Right? You've got to have a plan. You know, a builder does not go and build a house with just kind of this vague notion of, well, I think I'm going to put a wall here and, you know, maybe we'll stick the electrical over here, right? You would not live in that house, okay? I'm married into, you know, Tony's family, general contractors and all this kind of stuff. I've seen, you know, the four-inch plans. I know what they look like, okay? That's the kind of thing that you want when you're building your house. And when you talk about getting out of marriage coma, you're talking about rebuilding your marriage foundation. You got to have a plan. It doesn't just happen. There's no magic. Poof. We're all better. And for those of you who've been listening for a long time, or if you're a new listener, welcome. We love having you here with us. In the course of this show, you have heard both Elisa and I go through ups and downs over the last five years of our own marriage. And I would say at this point in time in our marriage, we have the we are at the best point ever in almost all areas of our marriage because we continuously work on it. And yet, there was a day when it wasn't like this. We had to take action. We did pray. We were in that small group, you know, leading one when really we had no right leading a small group on sex. You know what? But God put us there. We were praying, but we also took action. We moved forward, even though we stumbled and stubbed our toes and skinned our knees. And along the way, we picked each other back up. And we said, you know what? Yep, we messed up. Or you know what? I messed up. Will you forgive me? You know what? Elisa messed up. I'm extending grace. You know, these are the things that you have to look at in your marriage when you're working together. And it's okay to be open and honest with your spouse, with yourself even. Sometimes this is the hardest part to just go, I really just screwed up there and I need to let her know. 
I still stumble with that one sometimes when, you know, we're in the middle of something, we're, we're talking, the conversation may get heated, there's kids jabbering, blah, 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 blah. something comes out of my mouth, I may make a noise, I may make a, I may move that shows that I am discouraged, I'm not appreciative, I'm upset, and I have to come back and in myself, and personally, I have to just go to Elise and say, I screwed up, I'm sorry. We had this last week, Tony and I were having an argument and one of our kids, actually both of them, um, because they've listened to all these strategies, you know, it's what happens when your parents do this for a living. And all of a sudden you hear these two little chirping voices going, palms up, go palms up. You guys need to go palms up. But I'm like, you know, and so the instantaneous mom reaction is, oh my gosh, you know, just what I need to hear. Then the coach reaction was you know, that pride of going, oh my gosh, they've actually been listening when we've said this. And then there was the wife reaction going, oh, all right, palms up. The kids are right. Let's go palms up. We need to do this. But I'm telling you, that was in the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. We still struggle. We do. We still have our days when it's just like, woo, that was not a good day. That was not a good reaction. But we, we continue to take action. Right. And that's what, that's what makes the difference. That's what's going to make the difference in your marriage. So let's talk about some of the key areas where couples find themselves in food comas or food comas, marriage comas and resources that you can get plugged into the same day that you're listening to this podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. You not, not while you're driving for those of you that are driving, but mm-hmm. if you're sitting at your desk, listening to this, if you're like the guy that you know called us with the hug and is working and can listen to us all day, you can always come back to the show notes because I know that Tony puts links for, he just makes it so easy for you guys. And, you know, a shout out to Tony for all that he does to make the show notes and everything fabulous for this. First thing, if communication is your problem and you need to get the conversation started again, but you're struggling because it's been so long, you know, you guys have gotten to the point where if you're still talking to each other, it has only to do with groceries and probably the kids activities. So you need to, you need to start connecting again. And so you need to go check out, connect like you did when you first met 101 questions to get the conversation started. It's going to give you the resources to ask and listen to those questions. Okay. It's going to give you the questions to ask. Right, because sometimes when you're in that place where you've got to talk to your spouse, you don't even know what question to ask. We've given you over a hundred questions in this resource to get the conversation started. In all forms of intimacy, in all areas of your life and in your marriage. We we put this resource together because one of the toughest things that we found ourselves was what do we talk about? We're, we're flatlined here. And so it was through asking and answering these questions, not at all at one time. We didn't sit down and go, Hey, all right, we're going to ask a hundred questions today. You know, don't, it, don't do that one question yeah. maximum a day. Yeah. I mean, one question, maybe you can get two to three. If it, if they're quick ones, you're on a date and this is part of what you're doing for your date. But this resource will really help you to look through and go, okay, let's talk about some of these other areas. Mm -hmm. 
we get so many emails with folks who want to be sexually intimate with their spouse, but their spouse is shutting them down. And they themselves are like, I want to be closer to her or him, but I feel awkward. And really what it comes down to is your emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. You're emotionally not connected. And when you're not emotionally connected, the distance when it comes to your sexual intimacy increases and it's tougher to be close. I know this. Elisa knows this because we have dealt with this. Mm-hmm. It, it, hey, again, we ebb and flow in our own marriage. And when we're not asking and answering those questions, we can sense that there's there's something up, there's something going on. So we need to clear that air. We need to talk about this so we can be intimate sexually. So check that out. Connect like you did when you first met. 101 Proven Questions for Couples at um, connectlikeyoudid.com. So the second area that we see a lot of couples struggling with and in a coma flatline is spending time together. Mm-hmm. You know, for some, maybe it's their, everything's revolving around their careers. And so they're very focused on everything that's going on with the careers. Some of it is everything that's going around with the kids and they've just, they've stopped spending time together. And a lot of you don't even know where to start there. And we talk often, uh, and I use this tool all the time with my coaching clients is the top 10 list. And this is a resource that we built into Strip Down, which was the very first book that Tony and I ever wrote, Strip Down, 13 Keys to Unlocking Intimacy in Your Marriage. And this is a tool that allows the two of you to really think through individually what you would like to do and then bringing those lists together so that the two of you can get creative in how you're going to spend your time. And in how you're going to incorporate spending time into your marriage. Because let's face it, if you don't spend time with the person that you're married to, you have no idea what they're like. Right? You don't know what they want to do. You don't know, you know, do they want to jump out of, you know, go, um, oh, what? what's, jump out of an airplane. I can't think. Of, yeah. Oh, skydiving? Yes. Thank you. Skydiving. Oh. Do, Tony would never do skydiving. It's the whole heights Heck thing. no. Yeah. Do they want to go skydiving? Do they want to go kayaking? Do they want to go antiquing? I don't know. I don't know what your spouse wants to do. And for some of you, you don't know either. That's where using a resource like the top 10 list allows you to rediscover that and then use those answers to start spending time together, right? Because when you spend time together, guess what? It becomes easier to get out of that coma. Mm-hmm. Right. And the third area that we hear from a lot of folks that they are struggling with is in terms of their sex life. You know, that's flatlined. There ain't nothing going on there. Right. Or if it is, it's the same old, same old. And, you know, routine there is not so good. And you heard the listener mention at the very beginning about scheduling sex, episode 140. And that's one way to to change things up. Another way is to take a look at Intimacy Reignited. This is a program that I did with Dustin Reekman over there at Engaged Marriage. You can find that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. No, nope. it's at getintimacyreignited.com. Oh, I'm so glad he's here. A lot As of you can tell, my frustration comes in. This is where it comes in because I, yeah, anyway. Go. This is why Tony's got the technical side of this. Anyway, get Intimacy Reignited because when your sex life is struggling, it's very easy to feel out of sorts. It's very easy to feel that gap. And Intimacy Reignited is a program that you can do in the comfort of your own home to rekindle that spark. Literally, what it says, reignite the intimacy in your marriage. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's programs like this. It's the resources that we keep hearing that, you know, these areas that we keep hearing from you guys, look, this is where we're struggling. This is where we're in a coma. And we're here to equip you with the tools and strategies. I mean, we tell everyone that's why one extraordinary marriage exists. But the last part of getting out of that marriage coma is being accountable. Mm-hmm. It's being accountable to yourself. It's being accountable to your spouse. And it may even mean, like Tony said earlier, being accountable to a coach, someone that is there to course correct, someone that is there to hold you to what you said. Because I'm sitting on an email right now. I've already responded to this couple um, who, A, they know that things are not good, so they've got the awareness. They've tried various programs and therapies to create change. So they've been intentional. They've taken action and yet they're still struggling. And if you want to know why, it's because they haven't had accountability to one another and to a coach to create lasting change. They've, they've tried these things, but because there hasn't been that lasting accountability to say, you know what, we're going to do this and we're going to keep checking in with each other and we're going to keep on this course, they're still struggling. Mm. So you have to build all four of these aspects into getting out of that marriage coma. You know, a marriage coma is not a death sentence for your marriage. It's a sign that things need to change and that the two of you need to take action. And that starts with, you know, this week, look at your marriage. Think about, are you guys in a coma in some area? You know, I've mentioned these three, but there may be others. You know, if you're in a coma in some aspect of your marriage, this is the day to start making a change. It's the day to get intentional, to start looking at those specific steps and to be accountable. Yeah. All right, you guys. You know what a food coma is? Just learned about a marriage coma. Take action this week. Go over this. We we put a lot in this show, you guys. And if we went over something and you didn't catch it the first time, go back, listen to it. You can get out of it. That's the cool thing. You can, because we have done it. We have helped many, many couples around the world do it. Go after it because your marriage is important. And you know what? Why not live extraordinary? Why not? Go after it. Go after it. We love you guys, and we will catch you next week.